I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash mega and use code mega to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. We are here, Lord, we are here, and we're ready, ready to podcast. Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every single week, we give our mega church. A tiny family feel. Ooh, we introduce you to members of our church staff, people from our community. It's a treat and a treasure. Well, per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Greyhaz. Burning like a bush, parting like a sea, Hallie. How are you? Oh, well, it's been a hard week. Oh, that's awesome. Well, anyway, Hallie, I have had oh. a challenge this week. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, I wanted to tell you, I had to perform an emergency <gasps> wedding. Oh, my goodness. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say emergency C-section. Oh, no, I wouldn't get near that. I've anyway, never heard of an emergency wedding. Well, Hallie, let me lay it on you. I had two of my teens come to me and say, Gray, <gasps> we need to get married right away. And I said, okay, guys, this were two of my teens. Um, you know, the guy's name is, and I don't like to name names, but I will since they're married now, Macklemore uh, Proctor. And Zendaya Swenson. Mm. And I said, guys, what is up? They said, we've got to get married because we've been dating for four years now. And Aww. we are just so uh, on the verge of having sex. Oh, no. And I, I was like, guys, don't. don't. I mean, I was freaking no, out. I said, don't do it. No. And they said, we're going to. No. And I said, don't. You can't. And I was like, you Stop. know, it's kind of that thing in theater, Hallie. And I'm getting into theater because of my uh, lady friend, Jen Hatmaker. Aww. But, you know, if there's a gun in the first act, it's going to go off in the second act. Who said that, Shakespeare? Uh, no, I think that's Lin-Manuel Miranda. Awesome. So I said, okay, 
slow down. Let, let me see what I can do. I picked up the phone. I called the parents oh. and I said, this is what we're dealing with. Let's go ahead and have them get married. I'm here. I'll do I'll do the marriage ceremony. We'll FaceTime you guys in. And when I really laid out for them the dangers of having sex before marriage, the parents were totally on board with it. We got them married. Luckily, uh, I think they both turned 18 within the month. So there's a little bit of a wiggle room there with the state and things like that. Oh, so, yeah, sure. you know, Hallie, it was awesome. And I can totally understand this because I'm in a relationship right now that is so passionate uh-huh. you know with my lady friend Jen Hatmaker J Hat and I can relate because you know I've been in other relationships my lady friend Minga uh, Kinterbottom she was eaten by a shark so we never really got to that that place and then my second girlfriend Buka de Beppo uh, Becky de Bupo yeah you know we just broke up because she you know she wouldn't um, get in line with my ambitions and, and my goals and so with Jen, it's totally different because oh. we're both just on the same page and oh. we'll get on, you know, a Zoom or a FaceTime sometimes and I'll start reading Song of Solomon and we oh. get to this place where we are just like about ready to oh. explode. Very and erotic. I know. And then I've got to hang up and, I, you know, we both, but it's it just, it, you know, I think it's setting the table for this awesome marriage that we're going to have one day, which is just like one that's totally passionate and uh, totally focused, but, you know, both focused on a career in our goals and things like that. That is so awesome that God has brought this amazing woman of God into your life. And there's such chemistry between the two of you that you're like a couple of horny teenagers. I know, Hallie. But that you're honoring God with your sexuality. Exactly. Hey, and I've got big news. (gasps) Uh, Jen will be coming on the podcast next week. (laughs) I'm so excited. I know. I cannot believe it's happening. If it doesn't happen, uh, it's got. It's you know that's God's plan. But for right now, I'm just really, really excited, and I think we're going to be able to sort of show the world all this, uh, you know, this relationship that we've been working on. And I think we're kind of going public with it next week oh, on the podcast. So your be chemistry great. is going to set the world on fire. I'm nervous to meet her because she's so powerful, and Hallie, I'm not used to women who are so powerful. She is so down to earth. You're oh, going to really? love her, and she's you know she's powerful in a in her own way oh that's anyway how was your week oh well after christmas i came down with a cough and i couldn't smell anything or taste anything and i was feverish and all my joints ached and i had the worst headache of my life and then my daughters ended up feeling the same way couldn't get out of bed i said oh no we've got one of these covid no we just had a winter cold you know it happens after the holidays you're run down your body just kind of wants to take a break but Every single person, my husband Lance Labonte got it. He oh, couldn't no. smell anything. I have a terrible cough. I'm right. horribly fatigued. Everyone felt awful. Are except- you sure it's not COVID? Oh, no. I'm sure it's just a winter cold or, you know, it's cold and flu season. Right. You know what I mean? Okay, flu kills more people than COVID. Yeah. Right, but that sounds like COVID. What you no, had. it no? wasn't COVID. I don't think so, no. Because, you know, we're all fine. You know what right. I mean? Nobody went to the hospital, none of that. And um, I talked to my friend. My friend is married to a lawyer. He's an attorney, and he went to Juilliard. Oh, he knows wow. what he's That's talking impressive. about. Yeah. And he has a, his best friend is an epidemiologist, an oh, epidemiologist okay. in St. Louis. Wow. And his friend, this Juilliard trained lawyer, who is best friends with an epidemiologist, said that this St. Louis epidemiologist said, guess what? 
It's not a pandemic anymore. Oh, Omicron good. made it endemic. Congratulations. And we all know what endemic means. There's no end. No, that it's totally over and everything's fine. Oh, great. But it wasn't COVID. All of us had it. We came down with something awful because they say Omicron is mild and we were all very, very sick. Right. So anyway, my son Day was the only one in the house that didn't get sick. Really? Yeah. I wonder why. I know. And he was having a good old time. We were all feverish and like drinking Gatorade and stuff. And he was like giggling up in his room, playing video games and everything. And then he sent me an article from Relevant Magazine. You know Relevant. Yeah, I don't know about that. Though. It's a Christian magazine. They're I, a Christian it sort article. of is. I don't know. They really, they do some stuff. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Well, Dave gave me an article by Relevant Magazine. He goes, Mom, this is Christian magazine. This is Christian. He said, uh, cannabis uh, prevents, if people who take cannabis, they don't get COVID. Uh-huh. And I says, Day, what is cannabis again? And he tells me it's marijuana. Oh, here we go again. Marijuana. Right. And I says, you're not into that, are Right. You? We've been through that one time, buddy boy, and I had to bring you on here and straighten you out. That's right. And you did. You really showed him the business. And I, and so I just looked at him. I put a hand on each one of his shoulders and I said, look me in the eye, Day. Look me in the eye. Because at the end of the day, he really is, he's kind of an honest kid. Right. He's not going to lie to your no, face. No, he doesn't lie to my face. And so I said, you look me in the eyeballs right now, Day, and you tell me, have you been smoking marijuana? And he said, mom, and he looked at me in the eyes and he said, Mom, I have not been smoking marijuana. And I just felt so much better. And I said, thank you, Day. And we high-fived. But, Hallie, I think you can eat it now. What? This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers. And most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Jesus said, go into the world and make disciples of all nations. Our guest today is head of teen missions. <gasps> I am so excited to announce today we've got Kit Praylot. Hi, everyone. Hey, Kit. Hi, oh, Kit. Uh, just a ray of sunshine. I, uh, you know, I work with Kit a lot because this is the person, this is the person behind the, the, the whole missions operation here for, for our youth that really makes it happen and really puts these trips together. And we are so excited both to hear your story, but also to just hear about all these exciting trips that we've got coming up for the youth. And I am so thrilled to be here with you guys. Oh, it's, oh, so, it's so awesome because missions are so important to the evangelical church mm -hmm. and to the evangelical mind. And it's so important that we start with teens. 
genes and we take them out into the world and we go, hey, look, it's pretty hard out there. Other people have it a lot harder than you do. So maybe you should be kinder to your parents. You know, all the types of good things that come from taking kids around the world and letting them see not only how privileged they are, but how underprivileged other people are. It really does give them a perspective that changes, you know, could change their life. Kit, how did you get into missions trips? Because I feel like that's such a specific calling. I think it's so important just to get kids involved at a young age mm-hmm. so so they can have that change early mm-hmm. and really start off on the right path. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my parents were always involved in the church and made it a big, big deal in our lives to always be outreaching, always be doing something mm-hmm. to help spread the gospel. Yes. Did you do missions trips as a youth? Did you have one that you really remember? You know, I've actually never been on a missions trip. Oh, really? Um, I, I've coordinated about 17 now. Okay. But um, most of my missions has just been within, you know, the confines of my community. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say you're doing a lot of mission work right there in the in yeah. your cubicle yeah. That, uh, yeah. that you work at. Your mission is to get people on missions. And I mean, I believe that this is the way God made you. He, The Holy Spirit put this desire on your heart and God gave you the gifts to be able to be like a Christian travel agent, essentially, sending Christians all over the world to make disciples of all nations. I think it is awesome. Mm-hmm. That and I'm very terrified of flying. Oh, yeah. It's very unnatural. It's an unnatural thing to be up there in a silver tube that's not flapping wings. I'll tell you that right now. I don't understand how it works. You know, but the kids, the kids love it. Yeah. The kids absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important that we let them see the world and we let them see that, you know what? Look how all these other people are living. Obviously, God has blessed us. Why? Because we are his chosen people and you got to stay in God's grips for the rest of your life. Kit, do you think um, you could tell us a few of these awesome trips that we've got set up? Because as I mentioned in a previous episode, we do have Cabo St. Lucas coming up, which I just think is going to be really, really great. We're going around and and witnessing at some of the nightclubs and then cleaning them up. Um, But what are some of the other ones that we've got uh, coming up uh, this year, this fiscal year? Our trip to the DR, the Dominican Republic. Oh, it's so beautiful. And Crazy. what is so exciting about that one is not only do we get to go into a church and do vacation Bible school with the kids, um, it does require the kids to know a little bit of English because obviously we oh, don't yeah. all speak Spanish. Right. But we go in, we do vacation Bible school and crafts, and then we can help repair the buildings of the church. Uh, um, mm. it, it does mean that you might have to use a hammer a little bit, but there's always workers around to help and help instruct. And and really, we get to go into these churches and and really make a difference, I think, in those four days that we're there in the DR. Yeah. Um, we also have one to Jamaica coming up. Oh, awesome. Um, it's, it's another one like Cabo San Lucas, where we go into nightclubs, clean them up. Um, there's, there's just so many, and a lot of them are to warm areas while it's cold here in Indiana. So that's just another perk to look forward to. That's a huge perk. And what is the price point on these? Because I think sometimes people are worried, oh, it's going to cost a lot of money, but what are we looking at? The DR, for example, that's a that's a six-day trip with travel. And you get about, you know, you get all your meals taken care of. You get your boarding taken care of. Okay, great. You get your flight. Okay, good. And you get the experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of that for about four payments of $700, which I personally think is an absolute steal. That's doable. Now, mm-hmm. the Jamaica trip is going to be a little bit more expensive, mm-hmm. but it's all on a graded scale, and we do have payment options. Oh, that is and great. Can and, you put and the a experience price? Is, yeah. Right. The yeah. experience is priceless. But that's right. Can you put a price on that Jesus high that you're going to get? You always get that Jesus high, that mountaintop experience. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you can't put a price on that. Not to mention the, the pictures of the memories that you have yep. with the locals of those areas. You know, it's just... 
you, you can put those on on your prayer board yep. and you can just constantly pray for them, yes. you know, weeks and, and months even after you return from that trip. Yeah. Uh, you know, a fun joke that I like to sometimes say is when one of my kids brings back one of those photos, I go, which one is you? <laughs> because it's always so clear. It's always so clear. It's a great way to be a witness. When you put up a picture like that on your Instagram or whatever you do, it's a great witness because people go, oh, look, here is, you know, Kit or here's Hallie or here's Gray. With a bunch of poor kids, they were out there witnessing and, you know, taking the good news of the gospel and being like, They're hey. doing the Lord's work and you yeah. can see it. You, yeah. know, you will know them by their works, and yep. we can see it. Yeah. Now, I do want to, uh, you know, uh, Kit did say you will have to use a hammer, and that, you know, does uh, does come with a story because we did have a, a kind of a strange thing happen, I think, on the last trip that we, that we took down to the DR, which was, you know, we had kids out there using hammers, and unfortunately, one of my one of my teens, I wasn't there, but actually got built in somehow. So there was some confusion, and he got framed into the house, and uh, and then uh, ended up being left there for for a few days. And I know, I know that that is sometimes something that parents are going, hey, I don't want my kid framed into a house in the DR, although some parents are probably like, hey, you may be leaving there for a few days. Yeah, but good. I do just want to point out, uh, Kit, we've gone through that once before, and we're not going to do it again. And you've been kind of the point person for really establishing some safety protocols when it comes to having these kids in these dangerous countries. Yes, yes. I remember that incident report. I remember reading that. And one of the protocols that we have put in place is the entire first day that we're there. So for example, we have the DR trip. It's six days. Day one is travel. Day two, only training. Oh, great. Only training. We don't even we don't even get to, you know, go outside. We don't interact with anybody from the church. We just train. So that that framing incident or anything like it never happens again. And, you know, does it take time out of our trip? Yes. Yes, it does, yeah. But does it keep our children safe while they're preaching the gospel? Absolutely. Same. And then I'm looking at the schedule mm-hmm. here and you've got day two training, day three training review. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important too. Once you've gotten trained, you've got to have a day to basically go through that training that you've been you trained gotta on. you got to let it sink in. And honestly, every mission trip I've ever been on where we've been trying to, intending to do actual projects that are going to benefit the community that we're visiting, you know, we pop in there and we, you know, pretty quickly realize we just don't have the skills or abilities or even, you know, the resources. I'm not a contractor. I, I didn't travel here with any like drills or nuts or bolts. And so a lot of times, all us Christians, we find ourselves on the service site and we're just sort of a fish out of water, unable to do it. But our presence kind of serves as a motivation for their workers to kind of get these things done that will help their church and community. So just by showing up and being there, we sort of give them the nudge to make these things happen that, you know, benefit them. It almost gives them an audience to perform the work for. We help them help themselves, honestly. And and I'm looking at the schedule even further here. So it says that day four is a cultural excursion. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, what, What is the cultural excursion in the DR? Usually that is a beach day. Oh, fun. It's everyone's favorite. Oh, we usually have a guide from the church who takes us out to their favorite beach and, you know, catches fish and they, oh. you know, roast it right on the beach for us. Oh. And we have fish tacos oh, or so. fish kebabs yes. and like fresh fruit. And then at night we have a big bonfire and we share each other's testimonies. Yes. And it is just, it is every teen's favorite, favorite activity because it's just a whole day of soaking up 
the culture and the environment uh-huh. that they are there to affect. Yes. And then I yes. see day five, you've got, hey guys, you better wake up early because we're going to build a house on day five. Mm-hmm. And then day six, you fly back. I yep. think that, that is, is just awesome. so great. I think, Kit, you are so smart to put in those little motivational sort of like a, a, a night of um, eating on the beach or a day of relaxing on the beach. A little treat day. You have to because in the same way we're going down there to motivate them to do their own work, to benefit their own community, we need to motivate these missions people to to say, you know what, you're also going to have a little bit of fun too. We're going to balance it out. It's not going to be back-breaking. Otherwise, nobody would go. Right. Especially for the kids, you know, especially yeah. when you're working specifically in youth missions. You know, they want to do good, but they also want to have some fun too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. that's teens for you. You know, I do want to bring up Kit's testimony that she gave. And I just, I, I think this really made my teens excited when she came into Climax to talk about these awesome trips, is your story with your husband, because her husband is from the Dominican Republic. Oh, that's awesome. And he was, uh, as far as I could tell, he was the guy that you were kind of emailing back and forth with on a on a previous mm-hmm. missions trip. And oh, it's something really? was there. And now he's, I guess he's living, or is he still there? Is he living? Is, is, is he, he stateside? here. Okay. Okay. Oh, great. Here. Yeah, he's here. Um, he was one of my point people okay. at one of the churches that we worked with. And, you know, like I said, I've never done one of these trips. So I had just been talking to him over email back and forth. And I think I'd organized about four trips with him and everyone except for that one framing incident trip had gone off without a hitch. And um, one time, the last, I think it was the last, last time he was actually there on the island, um, was the day he left with our missions troop to come meet me. Oh, really? And he just never left. And that has been our our love story, you know? Like he just, he said, I got to meet this girl. And he's got a ticket with our team and came home. And he's been here ever since. Oh, my goodness. What? So he just showed up <laughs> at your doorstep. Uh, actually, he showed up at the church because that's where all the kids get picked up after <sighs> the trip. Oh, and you're like, well, there's this one kind of older Dominican guy standing in the pickup line. I wonder who he is. And it ended up being mm-hmm. Manuel. Mm-hmm. I don't think his parents here yet. <laughs> nope. This is oh, a rom-com. Uh, that is so great. I mean, I hope he gets back. Um, I hope he gets back to um, his native country one day. Um, I, You know, I think we all I think we all wish that. Um unfortunately there um there is some conflict with him possibly returning in the future. Oh, no. Um he did have he did have some responsibilities that he had abandoned. Um he he has about six kids there. Oh, he um, had a family in the DL. Yeah. Um oh. and and I I originally thought that his former spouse had been deceased and she is not. Oh so um so we we probably will not visit the island for a little bit yet. There's some stuff that we need to figure out before. I mean, one, I need to figure out how to get on a plane. <laughs> but two, he uh, he needs some – we need to figure things out before he can – step foot back on the island quite yet. Well, that might be wise, Kit, too, because um, if he's not, you know, a naturalized U.S. citizen or whatnot, if he goes back to the DR, they might keep him type of thing, you know, with immigration and ICE and all that. And then the next thing you know, you don't have a husband and he's just leaving a stream of families in his wake as he's moving across the globe. Yeah. So I think we're going to stay here in Broad Ripple just for a little bit longer. Yeah. What does he think of Indy? Does he think it's cold? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, He's always bundled up in blankets from like, November, October, all the way through April, and I just make fun of him. It's you're here, babe. You've been here for six years. You got to get used to it. And what? How does he spend his days? You know, um, what, what does he do for a job here? He actually makes custom, handmade wooden 
whistles that he whittles himself, you know, for hours. And they are intricate. And some of them even have like little like diagrams of scenes from his native country oh. and, and folk tales. And, you know, we're always trying to get them sold in local shops. And I know I've talked about maybe even selling them in the bookstore, but, right. uh, you know, we're still, we're, we're still figuring out a pricing structure for them. But okay. he just, awesome. he just loves whittling. A whistle worker, a whistle, a whistle, a whistle, a whistle whittler, is that what you call it? A whistler, a whistler. Right. That is amazing. And I love, because I noticed that hanging around your neck and I noticed uh, the six children on the the whistle. Uh, I guess I thought was a folktale. Uh, you said it might be a folktale, but I guess I uh, thought maybe those. No, might that be that does okay. represent my my stepchildren. Okay. I thought it was a rape whistle. So when you blow it, does that, is that sort of a signal to him? My issue specifically is if we're going to sell these, he's going to have to make a note just for me, so he knows it's me. Otherwise, people will be whistling all the time. Oh, that is so romantic. And oh. how would he know? Yeah. That it's my whistle. Oh, that mm-hmm. is great. I bet you could use it in the house if you're in a separate part of the house and you're calling out to him or whatnot. You could just, you know, he's in the basement, you're on the second floor. You could just start blowing your whistle. He'll know you need his attention. You know, I tried to explain that to him, but he's never seen the sound of music. And that's my only reference for that is the captain little whistle calling all the kids. Oh, And, yes. you know, he's never seen it. I tried to show it to him. He fell asleep before the whistle part. He should do that. If he ever sees his children again in the DR, he should he should do that Captain Von Trapp thing with the whistle and get those kids in line. Brigitta, Brigitta, Brigitta. Oh, yeah, Louisa and Frederick and Brigitta and Louisa and Hans and Marta and Gretel. Awesome. Oh, uh, I can't remember. You know them all. That, that is, is such so a good great. Movie. You know, you can also make those into dog whistles or something, which is something that I think a lot of dog whistling uh, is happening these days. I love movies where, you know, it's like such clear right and wrong, black and white, you know? Um, uh, uh, Julie Andrews was good and the Nazis were bad. You know, those were the good old days because now in the States, we got these Nazis who are, you know what? They're just part of the Republican Party and we're going to have to integrate them somehow because they're here and they've got ideas and I guess it's different now and they're not as bad or something like that. I don't know. I have like to... The, like, like the shades of Nazi. I get it. I get it. 50 shades of Nazi. That's what um, I learned on Fox and Friends. Oh, really? Is that a movie? It should be, because I guess it's complicated. I miss when things used to be simple. But now, you know, some people are saying it's an insurrection. Other people were saying, no, those weren't Nazis and insurrectionists. Those were concerned citizens worried about a stolen election. Potato, potato. I just feel like, Kip, do you have a desire to ever see any of these foreign lands where we're supposed to go and make disciples of all nations? Because, you know, you can take a Xanax and get on a plane. Have you ever tried? You know, I get so much joy out of the pictures these kids bring back. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm there. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a lot of teens that won't get on airplanes these days because of, not because they're afraid, mm-hmm. but because they think of, you know, environmental reasons as something stupid. But she came up with this really awesome missions trip idea. It's only, I think, $1,500 and it's called VR in the DR. And you can go and you can put on for three days a VR headset and basically experiencing a missions trip like you were there. And you're doing that from the comfort of your own home isn't that right kid vr in the dr is it feels like a video game and 
kids and their video games. That is right. It's amazingly realistic, though. I have to tell you, Kit, I snuck in line when you were doing the demo in Climax, and you had the three different stations, and if you waited in line, you could put on one of the headsets. I put that headset on, and I couldn't believe the quality. You, It's like you turn around. It's a 360 view. I turn around, and there are poor kids behind me with like you know flies on their faces and ripped clothes. I walk forward. They're in front of me, and I really feel like I'm there, and I'm doing ministry, and I'm changing the world. And it, I mean, it's crazy how realistic it is. You feel like you could reach out and swat that fly right off their face. Oh, and you can. I mean, I, I think, Kate, you were the one who came up with the idea of gamifying it. And just, you know, how many souls did you save? How many houses did you build? How many Catholics did you push off the road to get to the, uh, to try to witness to someone first? And I think that's really, I thought as soon as you brought that up, I was like, my kids are going to love this. Oh, yeah, now, definitely. my question is, if I were to, in that VR headset, start ministering to one of those poor disadvantaged children um, in the raggedy clothing and everything. Now, would that count as a saved soul? Is that a real person I've saved? Or is it more just that I'm getting practice for if I have the opportunity one day to save a disadvantaged child? Now, this is the best part about VR and the DR, is every single lost soul in the VR yeah. is based on an actual person awesome. at an actual church that wow. we partner with. So what happens is when you or anyone else ministers to, like you said, one of those poor children with flies on their face within the VR DR universe, that goes into our system and we make sure that someone individually on that next trip reaches out to that child with you and your ministering in mind to save that soul. It's like interactive world vision. Oh my goodness. Or having a compassion kid. I mean, truly, this is like Tom's shoes. Uh, You know, a a rich person in the US buys a $50 pair of hip, cool canvas shoes and a kid gets saved overseas. You know what I mean? That's what's happening in the VR universe and the DR universe. That's cool. Yeah, I just think that. and, And how many have you had sign up for that? Well, as of today's numbers, we've had about 597 oh, signups praising. for VR in the praising. DR. Oh my goodness. And it has praising. blown the lid off the numbers of really all of our annual trips combined. Right. Wow. I mean, you've got that kind of money coming in week in and week out with 1500 bucks a pop. I mean, that is really great. It has done wonders to help fund our our, our missions our missions department. And you're not going to have anyone get framed into a house if they're in VR. Or maybe you are, but it doesn't matter. You can frame someone else in, but it doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> that is great. Well, I just had one. I'm sorry. Do you what hear is that? that? I hear that. Yeah, it's kind of a... What is that noise? Do you hear that? Oh, oh, Sorry. That's Manuel. He's just letting me know that it's time for me to go. (laughs) Your ride's here. (laughs) Kit Prelot was played by Britt Prelot. She was such a delight to come on Mega to stretch her comedy wings, especially since her podcast, Crime Junkie, is one of the biggest and best true crime pods in the history of podcasts. Check her out at Britt Praywatt. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Grey Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. <laughs>